Coming up on Influencing Entrepreneurs. I was miserable. I was like, I'm just back where I was when I was at my firm. Right. right? So. So what was the first one you said no to? You know, I can't remember, but I remember when I said my first no, it was empowering. After you say the first no, it's easy to say no again. Right. And so now it's just like second nature. This season of Influencing Entrepreneurs is brought to you by the Entrepreneurs Organization of Charlotte and Spherical Media. After years of teaching entrepreneurship and consulting business owners, I realized that true knowledge comes from the wins and losses of those entrepreneurs. These are the stories of those business leaders. I'm Kazmer Ward, and this is Influencing Entrepreneurs. So we were talking earlier about your Jerry Maguire moment and taking a, a client with you or a, a client following you. Did you have any mentors along the way or people that helped you build up your business? It's funny. I didn't have any mentors at all between, you know, coming out of college and really up until that moment. And so I, when I was seeking um, just networking and relationship building, I was looking for mentors and found many along the way, actually. And that was very important to, you know, the growth of my business and heading in the right direction. Um, it's amazing how many people are out here, entrepreneurs, that are willing, you know, to help along the way. So so you're 11 years in and we all like to talk about, you know, the progress and the success you've had right now. But it's not just zero to 10. There's a lot of stumbles along the way. Were there any lessons you had to learn the hard way? Um, yes, a lot of it in undervaluing and pricing myself, you know, just because I wanted the job so badly. And, you know, I'd have, I let someone negotiate me down to really nothing. And now I've kind of turned the narrative around and I'm like, here's my price. So you know what you do really well and you know the value that's associated Absolutely. with Absolutely. That. And that's from just 11 years in seeing the results that have come out of it. And I'm like, wow. Do you see the parallels that you, it took you 11 years to figure out what the value is for what you do when you were able to recognize your value to quit your job? Yes, absolutely. And, and, you know, there was something deep down inside of me at that point, even that said, you can do this and you can do it better. But I didn't have necessarily the external validation of that until now. Again, we go back to the, uh, the parts of your story that are very impactful. Um, tell me a little bit more about that. So, you know, these are the things we, we learn about in the classroom. Yeah. So, you know, I felt like when I left my firm, you know, I had to do a lot of work on myself because I, I didn't trust people. I didn't trust anybody. Um, I wanted everything to myself. So I wouldn't let go or delegate anything for a long time. And I think that's harmful because I think that you need to find people along the way that can help, help you, right? Help you scale, help you grow. And um, I did a lot of things on my own that I shouldn't have been doing for a longer time than I should have been doing. Right. Mm -hmm. At some point, when do you, when is enough enough that you say, I need help? <laughs> when you're about burned out and you want to give up and, you know, you're depleted. You're depleted emotionally, spiritually, uh, physically. And, you know, I had a nervous breakdown five years ago, actually, five years into my business. And um, it was not pretty. And I knew I hit rock bottom. So without going into the details, but kind of understanding what does a, a, a nervous breakdown for an accountant look like? <laughs> is it withdrawal? Is it closing up shop? 
it was, I was straight into survival mode and I was taking it out on everybody that I loved, my family, not my clients for sure, but my family. And, um, you know, I would say nasty, nasty things. It was like spewing hate and anger, um, to everybody in my family. And, um, you know, I just became someone I didn't know and I hated what I was doing. And I was like, I need help. What was that moment of clarity? When did you realize this is not who I am? Um, when my son moved out of my house and went to go live with his father and never came back. Didn't talk to me for a year and a half. From there, what's step one? Do, and I'm, I'm asking, do you go further down the well or is that the wake up call? When he moved out of my house, that was post my breakdown and that was my wake up call. And I was like, I mean, I went to go see a psychologist, a psychiatrist. Um, I ended up like enrolling in something called the landmark forum, like anything that would help me reading self-help books, um, really kind of getting into my spiritual journey of, of finding God really. And like, who am I? Like, what have I become? It's funny because in the entrepreneurial community, we have, we talk about mentors, we talk about coaches, we talk about self-help books and we've all read traction, e-myth, every, you know, uh, hot book at the time in the world of business. And while we talk about being our best selves, we really don't talk about the emotional intelligence or the self-care of how we take care of ourselves at home. How much more impactful has that been now that you've transitioned into focusing? Oh, it's huge. Like I put that first, you know, just I've read probably a million books on EI, emotional intelligence. Um, and I do take a lot of time for self-care and I block it out because that's who makes Nisha a better leader, a better business owner. And I think business owners miss the mark on that. Why do you think we don't talk about that? Why is there still a stigma in this year yeah. that it's embarrassing to admit <laughs> if you go to a psychologist, a counselor, a therapist? Oh, gosh, that is a million dollar question. Um, it's sad. I'm hoping there's more you know, clarity to that now post the pandemic. But um, we have to look tough. We have it all together. But the fact is we don't always have it all together and that's okay. And taking care of ourselves is more than just taking care of our business. Life in general, let alone owning a company and balancing a family, is uh, it, it can be, it, it's a heavy, heavy burden. What advice would you have for somebody coming into this to let them know that there are days that it's going to feel like a brick's been dropped on you. Yes. And there, there are a lot of days <laughs> that you feel that way. Um, just don't give up and lean on others. Like it takes a village, mm -hmm. right? It takes a village and lean on other people. Um, it is okay to lean on other people in these times because you need people. I, I am just in the same boat as you. Um, and, and I don't want you to call me out on this because I'm going to call you out on this. I have this grand vision of I you do speaking engagements yeah. and, you know, I've, I've done several that I'm going to give my knowledge away because people want that so badly. The demand's there, right? What is the piece of knowledge you would like to give away? I have a heart for entrepreneurs and I feel like so many people come out here not knowing what the hell they're doing. Um, nothing about financial statements. You know, I want to give away like how to read. How to read a set of financial statements, how to be empowered by your numbers, um, just because I want to see entrepreneurs succeed. Th throughout that journey and the knowledge you pass along, what's the mistake that you made that you would like to say, please, <laughs> I did this 
you cannot make this mistake going. And it can be something silly. It can be something that almost took your firm under, you know, to any level. Yeah. Um, again, being all things to all people and just taking any and every engagement that really didn't fit who I was, my core values, or um, really what I do, right? I just want to make a fast buck. And I said, yes. So what is one of the things, I'll be honest, there was a point when I started, I was like, uh, fractional CFO services, accounting, and I'll mow your lawn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. What, what, what is one of the things you did early on that was not, you should have said no to? Oh, cr- I cringe, but I was doing individual tax returns. I hate taxes. Right. <laughs> and I wasn't making any money on them. So, um, so yeah, individual tax return. How many did you do? Did you go down the path that you were becoming a tax firm at that time? I probably did in my first year or two, like 50. And it was just shuffling paper. And I thought, what am I doing? Because it keeps the lights on. It makes you feel like you're growing a business, but you're miserable. I was miserable. I was like, I'm just back where I was when I was at my firm. Right. right? So. So what was the first one you said no to? You know, I can't remember, but I remember when I said my first no to whomever it was, um, it was empowering. And so after you say the first no, it's easy to say no again. Right. And so now it's just like second nature. So so it's second nature now, but you said no the first time. How many more no's did you have to deliver and what type of negative impact, if any, did it have for the short term on your business? Yeah. Um, you know, when I had a no, I had a follow up. So I'd always be like, no, I can't help you, but... I will give you a referral. And so that made the blow a little easier, right? So um, I didn't have any negative impact to say no. I think we should say no. How many of those no's turned into now being, what is your core business? I would say that it took me a good couple of years of saying no and trying to find what really made me happy and brought me joy and really um, made sense. And so probably a couple of years early on. Um, as we close this out, I appreciate everything you've shared. I, I've got to ask, uh, you've learned a lot. You've come a long way. Um, out of my own curiosity, where's your relationship with your son now? We have healed. Mm-hmm. We're going on vacation for the first time in six years together this summer. And uh, it took a lot of work on myself, you know, in these past six years. And so I'm really happy to say that we're healing and um He's back in my life. So as you've repaired your your family relationship and it, it will only get stronger going forward, any advice you would have to anyone that has honestly, you know, struggled with balancing their family relationship with their their work relationship? Yeah. I mean, there were days that were so hard to run my business because I had this fractured relationship with my son and just don't give up. I mean, I would send him emails and cards and always text messages that said, I love you. Um, even if you never respond, so never give up and keep showing your love because eventually, you know, your child will come around. And so in parallel, while you're running your business, it is important to keep showing that, that you care and that you're healing and that you're working on yourself. Thank you so much for, for sharing your story with us and lessons learned along the way. Is there anywhere, uh, we can learn more about what you're doing next? Yeah, follow me on at Nisha Pai on Instagram, um, LinkedIn also, and I'll be posting a lot about my upcoming um, ventures and plans. So Excellent. And enjoy that vacation. Thank so, you so much. Thank you. Influencing Entrepreneurs is brought to you by the Entrepreneurs Organization of Charlotte and Spiracle Media. 
Thanks for watching. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Education or visit casmerward.com to catch up on previous episodes.